All right, uh, this week we are diving. I thought you said you weren't going to do that. I didn't mean to. Okay. <laughs> okay, this week we are diving headfirst, one dive, sploosh, into um, a slow burn psychological uh, Western thriller um, that I personally believe explores um, themes of a family, of loyalty, uh, of sexuality, um, of revenge in some ways. Uh, I, of course, am talking about uh, the new Netflix film, The Power of the Dog. Um, a Really a slow burn movie that takes its time building up to um, its, its, its message and its ideas, uh, but an all-star cast uh, led by stellar performances. Um, and in my opinion, great uh, filmmaking all around. Hmm. This film definitely deals with themes such as love, resentment, jealousy. Mm-hmm. And we will explore those in depth. My question to you, Hunter. Yes. But is the power of the dog good? We shall discuss that because that is the name of this podcast. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hi. <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> Hello. Uh, welcome to episode 57. Hello there. Uh, but is it good podcast? What is it good podcast? <laughs> the podcast where we take our favorite movies, uh, film series, and whatever the hell we want to talk about, and we dive into them. Sploosh. <laughs> is that what I sounded like when I said hello? Just that one word. <laughs> okay. Ow. We're doing great today. We are on top of it. I hit my teeth on the microphone. So welcome, welcome. Yeah. Uh, he is your host, Hunter Callahan. And he is your host, Zach Olson. And with us, as always, is Whiskey. She's he docked at the moment. Founder, CEO. Um, HR. HR. Head of HR. And manager of uh, this podcast. I'm telling you, it looks like her eyes are closed, but she keeps looking up that way. Uh, two they're weeks, two weeks ago, she they're the barely same. open. Mm. This is literally like a this is like a recreation of two weeks ago. I think she's like that is I, I sense like disdain. She's like <laughs> I can't even look at you guys right now. <laughs> they're just talking about me. Yes. Anyway, uh, anything housekeeping, Zach? You gotta catch us up on anything going on? No. Not that I can think of. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Brooks Davis. Last yes. Last week for Brooks being on, it was a joy. It, it was, was a joy, always. Um, if you have a guest in mind that we should reach out to, or if you want to be a guest, let us know. We might just say yes. We might just say yes. I just say yes. Uh, cool. Well, this week we are um, continuing our run of the rumored best picture contenders hmm. with what is being what I saw actually when I was doing research as the best picture f- uh, front runner. Now, was this like? Multiple sources, or was it just like you found something? I just saw it online somewhere. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Um, but it ha- has at least been nominated for Best Picture um, for the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then the Critics' Choice Awards was also nominated for Best Picture. So it's up there. Yeah. But I did see that was front runner. That is, of course, The Power of the Dog um, by uh, Jane Campion. Mm-hmm. Camp- Campion? Um. Yeah, this is a this is this is a slow burn movie. Uh, 
Have you seen any other? I don't know. No, I can't say. Jane Campion. Um, for the th- last film she she did was uh, Bright Star, which was back in two thousand nine. But uh, she's got like a a following, you know. Yeah. This was I like a this was like a um an, a heavily anticipated film because it was like her first film, and you know. So I haven't seen uh, this, but I've heard of... She produced a couple shorts. I've heard of the show Top of the Lake. Okay. I haven't seen it. Um, I don't think I've seen any of this stuff, no. Uh, But, um, yeah, so uh, for those of you who are new to the podcast, we're going to start out with a a few minutes of non-spoiler talk. Just get Mm -hmm. your first reactions, and then from then on... um, we will give you a spoiler warning. Maybe. I usually forget. Uh, and then Zach reminds me. Uh, so, shall we? We shall. Power of the dog. All right, Zach. Uh, you can go first. Uh, briefly give me your first thoughts on this film. This film, um, it's got beautiful set pieces, beautiful imagery. Like you said, it's a slow burn. This is like, um, you know that that pit that's out in like, Ukraine or wherever they call it, like the gates of hell. It's just yeah, like yeah. constantly yeah, burning. Yeah. This is yeah. like that, you know. It's just it's like a slow burn. It's a slow burn. You heard that song by Casey Musgrave, "Slow Burn." No, it's a great I song. mean maybe. It's a great song. Great song. I'm not sure. Anyway, um, continue. <laughs> but it's it's uh, I didn't know before I watched that mm-hmm. it's based on a book of the same name. Yep. By Thomas Savage, mm-hmm. and it really is just this like battle of wills between yeah. two very different characters that have a lot in common even though they might not realize it mm-hmm. um and it's just it, i think it's well done um it might not hit all of the the notes that like uh a faster pay, like a quicker film yeah. would hit you know something like licorice pizza or power uh power the do- we're doing power of the dog yes something like licorice pizza yeah. or what we did last week don't look up yeah. you know which are uh, admittedly more uh erratic <laughs> yeah 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 for sure <laughs> but um no this was an enjoyable film yeah i uh would agree with a lot of that i i'm getting sense that i like this more than you did okay actually i really 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 love this um i thought it was really great i thought it was very intentional everything was really done i felt like it was very done on much very much done on purpose okay um you know by the end of it i had really been thrown in a lot of different directions emotionally okay uh, kind of where I thought the story was going, but then where it went, and it took a minute for me to kind of r- wrestle with how I felt about it in a good way, in a sense of like, oh, I was rooting for X, Y, and Z, but then this happened, and now I'm like, wait a second, mm-hmm. who am I? Like, what am I sad about? What am I happy about? You know, um, but it was beautifully done. Incredible shots. It's a, I mean, beautiful, beautiful film. Uh, great performances by the entire cast. The cast is pretty stacked. Um, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I mean, I I don't watch many westerns, but I really love this one mm-hmm. personally. Um, I would say this is definitely a divergence from the the usual. Oh yeah, yeah. It's know, not like western a mold. it's not a like a classic western by any right. means. More just a setting. Um, but I also love. A psychological, emotional, slow burn, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my two cents. Uh, shall we do um, spoilers from here on out? 
Spoilers moving forward. Spoilers for the power of the dog. I have to get a camera ready because we got to film ourselves. You got to film yourself. I got to film myself, yes. If you there's, can hear. There's that whistle. It's back. Whiskey's a mad. A, a mad. Whiskey's mad about the light. Whiskey's a mad. She is one upset right now. Oh, she's purring. Okay. All right. So. Somehow Zach has avoided being filmed doing movie in a minute so far this year, but that's not true. Yes, it is. Yeah, you didn't do it last week either. No, I didn't do it last week. Because everyone knows if you're a guest on this podcast, you have to do movie in a minute. Mm-hmm. Some rules did it. So I'll do it again, I guess. All right, are we ready? Mm-hmm. I have to take my time with this one because it's a slow burn. Okay, All right. How many times are, are we going to say slow burn? What episode? All right, <coughs> here we go. In three this is what is I got. I have to get a prop for the camera. Clap, uh, clap for the camera. <laughs> no, this is um, uh, the power of the dog movie in a minute. In three, <sighs> two, one, go. Okay, so it's Montana in 1925. We meet Phil and we meet George, Georgie boy, fatso. Uh, they're ranchers. <coughs> they're going about their lives. You know, we can obviously feel some tension between Phil and George, something's going on, but they go to this town. Uh, they eat at this restaurant, and they meet Rose, uh, Kirsten Dunst, and her son, Pete, Peter. Um, Phil uh, is just the worst. He's just a mean person, makes her cry. George goes back, and he, like, comforts her and ends up falling in love. They get married in, like, three days. Uh, so she comes back to their ranch, and there's a very much a battle of wills. Uh, George doesn't, I mean, Phil does not like her. So there's a bunch of conflict. He's just... You know, p- you know, picks her all the time. Anyway, he forms a bond with her son Pete, uh, and then they get really close, which she does not like. And then he's exploring animals. He finds this diseased cow, and then tricks uh, Phil into making some rope with some anthrax rope. Uh, and then he dies, and he's like, "Ha ha, jokes on you! I killed you because you're mean to my mom." And that's it. That was perfect. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you. I realized, so when I did licorice pizza two weeks ago, mm-hmm. I was like, blah, 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 Yeah. And so this time I was like, I can just slow down for a second because there's a lot of space in this movie. There's a lot of space. I will say, though, that <laughs> the I'm turning this off because this is annoying me. The, the first 45 seconds of that movie in a minute segment were like the first third of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the anthrax cow yeah, happens yeah, yeah. like before the halfway yeah, yeah, point, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, That's my bad. It's okay. It's hard to pace it, man. No, I know, I know, I know. Um, Okay, cool. Well, let's uh, dive right in. Uh, sploosh. We need like a sound effects, a sound effect that I can like put in whenever we, we say that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna find one. So I'm gonna be like, let's dive in. You hear like, just like the sound of a turd like going into the toilet bowl. <laughs> yes, it's exactly what I had in mind. <laughs> let's dive in. <laughs> Power of the dog. Gross. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, Where would you like to begin, Hunter? Now, let me pull up my notes because okay. this movie... Sorry, I should have already had them up. It's my apologies. It's 1925. Uh, we're in Montana, Montana. And as Hunter said in the movie in a minute segment, we've got these uh, ranch-owning brothers um, that are going out on... You know, they're, they're moving cows from one place to another. They're ranching. Yep. And There's some very obvious tension. Between them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it seems like... Uh, Phil is like, oh, Stallion Hank, <laughs> my boy. 
Bronco, Bronco, Bronco Henry. Henry. Bronco, yeah. I forgot gonna, his name because you kept saying. I'm gonna call him Stallion Hank. Bronco Henry. Stallion Hank used to be able to throw a football over them mountains, <laughs> just like know? the uncle in Napoleon Dynamite. Right, exactly. <laughs> and he's just like, you know, he's building this guy up as like the greatest. It is really interesting. Uh, Meanwhile, George s- seems to be over it. He's like, yeah, you know, I was about to say, we, he's put, we out. put our time in, and we're we're, we're rich, like ranchers. Because he says, what, we really he says 25 years? 25 years, yeah. yeah. But um, seems like George is taking advantage of the luxuries of their wealth. You know, like he <coughs> takes baths. <laughs> yeah. Hey, baths <laughs> are the best. Uh, yeah, but what I'm saying is yeah, Phil, yeah. like, refuses to take a bath. Yeah. Yeah, because later he in the film. A, uh, you, you, mud, <laughs> mud bath. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. a little bit of extra but, uh, curricular activity. Later <laughs> later in the film, mm-hmm. it, He's like George goes to ask Phil yeah. about like because like I think the his nibs the governor and his wife are coming over uh, over for dinner and he's like is nibs a name or what is I don't know what that one was a reference to but uh, it's I thought the, he was saying nips it's for the like governor it's the, the governor like four times. I knew it was nibs because I have subtitles on when I watch it okay anyway yeah and he's like you know I gotta you know I just don't know uh, you know. You know, I got to, you know, there's this thing. And he's like, spit it out. And he's like, it's mm-hmm. not an easy thing to say. And I was thinking he's going to be like, we don't want you there. And he's like, can you wash? And I was like, oh, that was really offensive to him, apparently. Anyway, yeah. Um, Nibs is the National Institute of Building Sciences. So, wow. there you go. Um, it definitely seems like George is just sort of going through the motions at this point. Yeah, no, it seems like he's he's done Just with it. Done, like, yeah. he's, he's ready to not be a rancher anymore. I mean, he's ranching in a suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, made a, I made a note, I was like, that's interesting. Because everyone else is just like this grimy, you know, sure. quintessential cowboy. Let's be honest. Red Dead Redemption, when you can get that nice-looking suit, yeah, you're of wearing course. that out. And, and but for the first, killing people for most of the movie, I mean, most of the movie. Wallowing in mud. Most of the game, you're in, you're, you're like, it. you know, cowboy. Mm-hmm. Um so it is just interesting to kind of see that there's already, like visually there's already a big like difference sure. uh, between them. Um, I have this note in here that says Benedict doesn't seem too nice so far. He and then it says nice and he's very possessive. And then I say, oh, oh, that's because he's not nice. Yeah, he's well, he's very possessive of his brother. Yeah, it's interesting. He's like obsessed with it. He's like yeah. obsessive over him. And I, that's interesting. Why do you think things? That it like what because it's like he's not he calls him fat so he's not nice to him right but he's always like where is he where is he and let's like they're about to do shots he's like I won't speak unless my brother's here it's very interesting to me let's get the not the elephant out of the room but let's let's bring in one element that comes up yep. later in the film mm-hmm. that I think will inform like his behavior a little bit um, it's heavily implied that Phil. Yeah, Phil mm. is gay. Yes. Because he's idolizing Bronco, Henry, Stallion Hank. Yep. And he, uh, Peter, at one point, goes in his little, like, yeah, like I don't know, childhood treehouse yeah. kind of thing. He you finds. Know? And he finds, like, these magazines with some, you know. Naked men. Right. That have Bronco's name on them. Right. Sorry, Stallion. Yeah. Stallion Henry's name. Yeah, Stallion, <laughs> Stallion Hank. Stallion Hank. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, and so it's 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 implied that that maybe Phil and Stallion Hank or 
<laughs> I'll call him Bronco Henry. Yeah. Bronco Henry had had a, a different relationship than Bronco Henry and George did, yes. right? And so um, his like aggression, it almost feels like this toxic masculinity thing of like, oh yeah, I don't want anyone to know who I am, so yeah. I am going to be a shit. <laughs> yeah, he is a shit. You know, just because any you know, and so like him calling his brother fatso, and yeah, I think maybe his he's not fat obsession and his like possessiveness over his brother like that's my brother and i don't want anyone else to like have him sort of thing might be like he obviously he had a very strong bond with bronco henry Mm -hmm. he probably can't have that kind of bond with any of the people that work for him i mean i don't know like it's it's implied that he can't obviously right but he can have like that's his brother you know so it's like probably the closest person to him yeah, and so he's got this like hyper masculinity thing going on, um, and yeah, I don't know. That's just my take on it. There's also like those are the vibes I got. Yeah, there's definitely like a possessiveness. We're do a vibe check. Vibe check. There's, there's also he's possessive about other things too, like the like when Rose sells the hides, mm-hmm. and they're like he's just gonna. Like, I think even George even says like you were just gonna burn them, right? And he was like they were mine, like yeah. they were mine. That's that's their I needed they were mine. That's the end of the sentence. So there's definitely like an interesting possessiveness over him. Um but uh go on. Did you notice that I I saw a review talking about this? I guess I just wasn't looking closely enough, but apparently the first time that, that we see Phil go into that like secluded clearing and he's like taking the mud bath, he like masturbates with Bronco Henry's handkerchief. That was later. I thought I thought was it? Yeah. Okay. Remember, he's like, because there's this there's this whole scene where he's like, he's like almost meditating with this piece of cloth. Okay. You remember that scene? Yeah. And there's a bh on the corner of it. Right. Um, and then he like puts it down his pants. Okay. And he's like laying there. I think that's when Pete like stumbles in. And he's like, oh hey, well, and he's like, get out of here! I'll kill you. Well, I thought when Pete Peter stumbles in, uh. Because there's this really funny scene where Benedict Cumberbatch is just like in the lake, and he turns around and Peter's there. Yeah. So I thought he was in the lake. I didn't think he was with the handkerchief. He was in the lake, but that was like directly before Peter found him. Okay. Is okay. When he was doing right. that. Yeah. Right. But he does go to this, like he has this area that he goes to by himself to right do stuff. Quote unquote bathe, which just means muddle over himself. Um, it's a it's a method of cleaning. It is. It is actually pigs do that. I'm not. <laughs> I wasn't joking. No, I know. I know, I know. I was like agreeing with you. Okay, you are correct. Um, but uh, we meet Rose and Pete. They own a little mm-hmm. restaurant. Um, and obviously, he's trying to be like super professional, make these little flowers for the yeah the tables, and he's he's got the thing. Yeah, he's artistic. Arm. He's proper. Mm-hmm. Um, and Phil is a dick. Yeah, and all the people that work for him are dicks. Yeah, which. That's interesting too. Uh, the dynamic b- between Phil and the the cow hands, whatever they're called, mm-hmm. was odd to me, <clears throat> in the sense that it's like they're like his cronies, sure, and like the they'll also do like any literally anything he says. I guess, and this isn't like in a uh, in any way like defending them or his behavior, mm-hmm. but I think like when you work a job that difficult, when you're just like out all the time and you're just exhausted and people are going to get sick and probably die at some point, you know, and all that stuff. Um, 
he wants to let them have a good time and like even yeah. if that means like being mean to other people or like yeah. mocking or because like they go to the brothel the later sure they're dancing right. with girls which also and so he's got to like take care of them and keep their morale up i guess which yeah. you know i don't agree with that method maybe they yeah. could like read a good book <laughs> you know but hula hoop in that in that like what uh, does. bo burnham has like a little song he's like you know what's better than sex Reading a really good book. I, yeah. really have, I haven't heard that. But okay, well, it's but like I know a, that is. It's like I old Bo have to look it up. Um, but it's just you know interesting because it's like he goes out and looks at the ridge, mm-hmm. and which we kind of find out what he's doing later when he's with Pete. Right. And they're like, I mean, like four of them are like, Phil, what do you see? Come did on, you, Phil, did you like see the, the 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 dog? Yeah. Yeah. The first time. Yep. Okay. Second time I didn't. First time. Well, no, no. The first time I didn't. First time I was just like. I was more looking at him, mm-hmm. but it was what's interesting is that the second time when he said, "I oh, know, I think it's all right." Like right before, he said it's a dog. I saw that. I was like, "Huh, that looks like it's like a barking dog." And then it was like, "It's a mm-hmm. dog." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, sure is." Yeah. And then I couldn't unsee it. Right. Um. But just how they were just like so like, oh, Phil, like what? Show us what is it? What do you? You think that was put in there to to, like, allude to the fact that he sees the world differently than they do. Because of his yeah maybe different orientation I like that I, mean, I don't know yeah but they're just like and and he he says you know Bronco Henry saw this too and then later in the movie Peter sees it so I don't know if that's implying that Peter's yeah and, f- and feels like you s- like the first like you just saw it but just yeah. now he's like yeah it's right there. like I, I right can there. see it it's right it's very a, obvious it's a dog bro it's a dog barking the power of the dog bro mm-hmm. um that's the dog that has the power yeah okay uh. But no, I um, I don't know. I'm my my affection for and against all these characters goes through a lot of changes throughout the film, except maybe George. You know what's interesting? Yeah, yeah. George is very static. Throughout yeah, the film. like he's just like I he's don't done with the ranching. I don't dislike him, but he, I don't really like him. Jesse Plemons is an interesting actor because I've seen things that he's been in that Mm -hmm. I have absolutely loved. Like he was in Breaking Bad and he was amazing in that show. But I feel like he has this character where he's just like, I don't know, this awkward, doesn't really know how to interact with people. Yeah. You know, wealthy. I don't know. Just like, there was bland. Yeah, there was one scene where <laughs> he like dude. where you saw kind of saw him, and I thought it was a really great scene. Is when he was dancing in the meadow or whatever, okay. like on the on the yeah whatever, and he like starts crying. I was like, that's beautiful. That's a great scene. Mm-hmm. But that's the only time he really shows any sort of like emotion, emotion, or like anything. I mean, now when he's like very kind, he is very kind. Like he he goes out of his way to like try and console Rose. And then he, he even comes back to the city like the next day, which I assume is fairly far, yeah. Given the time period and yeah. like the fact that I don't think they had paved roads. So yeah, he beach, had a car, whatever it's but called, like beach. You probably, huh? He said I, I went to beach or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but his character is is very <laughs> bland. He in is my very. Opinion. He just he sort of stays like right mm-hmm. here. But something interesting that I noted when I was watching the film was that I felt pretty early on that we were setting up this like struggle between Peter and uh uh Phil because mm-hmm. they seem like the two strongest personalities in the in the film. Yeah. Like the two most unique characters, right? Um but then Peter we don't see Peter for like thirty or forty minutes yeah, on screen. He, he you comes know what back I mean? later. So I thought that was interest an interesting yeah. choice that like he's off screen for that long. Yeah. And Rose is like during I, that 
I guess that's when Rose starts to drink, go downward. But it's funny is that yeah. during that time, like, it's never. There's no sort of hint of like Rose being an alcoholic. There is because there she is. doesn't want any alcohol in her restaurant. Remember, oh, I missed that. The people are that. like they brought their own alcohol, and she's like, I don't like alcohol in my restaurant. Oh, I missed that. I must have missed I that. I think her husband might have been an alcoholic. Yeah, and that he was. Yeah, he was. Okay, well that makes a little bit more sense because I mm. really like. Maybe they had wine, but no, like, hard liquor or something. Yeah. I, it was something like that. Yeah. You know? I went from, like, really not liking Phil to feeling really bad for Phil. Phil was still an ass. He was still an ass. But, Even like, I could see he it. he was bonding with, with yeah. Peter. But I could, cor- I, I could sort of see through that. I definitely bit. thought there was a transformation happening. Yes. Like, he was starting to come around. Yeah. Like, I, I, I didn't get the impression... Like, I got the impression that Peter was using Phil and using that relationship to just, like, get close to him. Yeah. I didn't get that impression from from Phil's side. Like, yeah. Like, I thought Phil was almost being genuine. Yeah, trying. Like, throughout that. I feel like he started out being, like, I'm going to do this to piss off your mom, but then right. it was like, I actually kind of like this kid. Because his, his, his personality is so strong that I don't think he would be able to, like, not yell at somebody yeah <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean but then with 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 like with rose i was like really like cheering for her and like really liked her and then mm. i was kind of like what's like what's happening you know like she yeah. i not that i never i i never like disliked rose but i was kind of just caught off guard but i was like like you're not okay like right. what's going on you know yeah. um, well, she was just being mocked she finally oh, yeah. like found somebody but george even though he wasn't like fully in the business, he was still like gone for long periods yeah. of time. He had to go do meetings and stuff, you know, and and so she was left back home in this new place. Yeah, you know, she's which not is funny. It's a it's a mansion. Sure. And earlier in the film, when Pete shows him a picture of a, a mansion, she's like, "I wouldn't want to live there. There's too much to clean." Yeah. Well, and luckily she doesn't have to. I know, but clean it, it just, but it's she just still helps. It's she just kind of ironic to me. And, yeah. Um, but she, I would think that. With as busy as as uh, Phil is, she wouldn't have to see him that much. Yeah, but I also get the impression that this movie takes place over a long period of time. I don't think they got married after three days, dude. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> it, it, it definitely it takes a minute to figure out like how much time is passing. Sure. Um, well, because I think at the beginning when she goes to the ranch, um, and leaves Peter like back to do do school stuff. That's like the beginning of the semester. Yeah, okay. And then, like, a whole semester goes by for her to, like... Go through this? Right, go through this. And then this. when Peter's there, like... That's, like, his summer break. Yeah. So that's that another, like, three-month period. Yeah. And he's about to go back to school yeah. when he gives him the, the leather. Yeah, because I think Phil even has a, a comment where he says, like, your mom's been, like, half-baked all summer. Right. So it does imply the passage of time. Um, but I also feel like George never really has Rose's back. I feel like he tries his best, but I don't think he is 100% privy to what Phil is doing. Yeah. Or maybe Probably he's, not. like, uh, unconsciously protecting his brother and saying, like, yeah. oh, this is okay. She can handle this. Yeah. But um, he definitely finds liquor bottles. But did you notice that Peter also found a liquor bottle, and he didn't even, like, say anything? He just, he, like, like pushed hit it. it. He pushed it back into the bedroom. You know, like, like he... Peter's super aware of what's going on throughout this entire yeah. film. You know, he yeah. might not look capable at times, but did you notice the little the little line where uh, uh, he, he, this was like right at the end of the film? I think it was when uh, 
Phil like cuts his hand, and they're just like sitting there, like drinking or doing something out by that giant like straw. Thing, yeah, the mound of hay. Mount giant mound yeah. of hay. And uh, he was saying that like when he was younger, you know, people thought that he was too strong. And, yeah. And Phil's like, what? Yeah. You yep. too strong. Yep. But like really, like Peter is. Peter's going through all that with like a like a goal in mind. <laughs> I think he intended to kill. Yeah. Phil the whole time. Well, what's interesting is that there was. One scene, and it ended up being like the turning point of the movie because it's where the bond started. There's one scene with Peter where I was like, "Good for you, man!" Like I was like, "I'm, I loved, I really like, really loved his demeanor." Was it at that like trading camp? Yes. Okay. And he walks to go look at the at 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 the birds yeah. for like a minute and a half. He's wearing those jeans. And everyone's making fun. Yeah, of Yeah, but he's like walking, and as he's walking by, people are just making fun of him, yelling out right horrible names. And he's just like not even doesn't even face him. Just sure. walks to this tree, looks at these birds for like thirty seconds, and then walks back. Yeah. And he's so like just level headed and like mm-hmm. sure of himself. I was like, I love this. This is great. And I think that Phil, in part, like in that moment, and maybe yeah. a little bit before that too, started to gain respect for Peter because Peter's different and he yeah. has that. Just like I'm going to stay my course. Yep. You know, demeanor. Yeah, because that's when he calls him over, and then all of a sudden right. he's he's like, "I'm going to make you a rope." He you starts know, talking I've been too to hard him. on you. Blah 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 blah. Um, it's fascinating. Uh, also, I have a question: Did Phil go to Yale? Sounds like it. That's crazy to me. He went to. They both went to an Ivy League school. And uh, apparently Phil was like top of his class. Yeah, and George couldn't finish. But but think about this. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, there's some like comment that. that Phil made. Anyway, go on. Think about when he went to Yale. He probably didn't have an experience like he did with Bronco Henry. I don't I don't know how else to say yeah. that. Yeah. So he bonded with Bronco Henry in a way to where like that was his idol, and that's yeah. what he wanted to do. And it also allowed him to. Um, like mask who he was better than if he had become like an academic or something probably yeah. you know what I mean yeah so yeah um, that was just a it fascinating is crazy but like w- the more you learn about Phil I didn't mean to interrupt you but no, no, the no. more you learn about Phil the more the it like answer. makes sense that he wanted to do this like hyper masculine yeah you know job yeah it was just interesting because even when he talks he'll do the and it, this it sounds kind of bad. It sounds like it's I'm being stereotyping, but it's like he he says things like, "Well, there might be gold up in them there hills." Sure. You know, or when he was being sarcastic. when he was really mad, yelling at George, no, at uh, Pete, and Pete's like, "Do you think she actually sold the hide?" And he said, "Darn tootin'." And he Did was he really, really yeah. And I was <laughs> like, I was like, wait, is what? And he was like screaming it, and I was like, I think that I think it's like it's like it's so integrated into him now that he'll say those things when in reality. You know his his nibs or whatever. The governor mm-hmm. makes a joke about, well, does he curse at the cows in Greek or Latin? Right. You know, so it's like he's that brilliant because they say we we hear that you're brilliant. He's highly educated, and, and it's fascinating. He, to you me. can tell he's ex- he's very smart. Oh yeah, because yeah. um, I mean he's able to pick up on the fact that um Rose is becoming an alcoholic and like they yeah. don't interact. You know, he yeah. has to pick up on that like yeah. subtext. You know, yeah. um. He's also brilliantly, like, rude. Yeah, I don't know why he's so mean to her. Like, in the most... I guess he, he thinks she's a gold digger. But yeah. But, like, when she's practicing piano, mm-hmm. and, like, I don't know if you caught it, but I 
did, where it's like before you realize what's happening, you can faintly hear the banjo. Right. Like while she's playing. And I was like, oh, that son of a bitch. Like he's the worst. And then he just goes on and plays it like masterfully. Right. And she's struggling. Um, I was like, you, sir, are a butthole. He's a butthole. You are a butthole. Um, Anyway. uh, Yeah, so let's, I I don't know. We can pivot on towards the back half of the film if you have anything else to add. Um, Yeah, so we have this this moment at the training camp where um, Phil basically says, hey, I've been too hard on you. Like, I, I, I apologize. I'm going to make you a rope. It's going to be done by the end of the summer. I want you to hang out with me and learn how to ride horses and, yep. and all that stuff, right? So uh, from then on, they're spending a lot more time together. I wasn't, when I was watching this, I wasn't sure, like, what the relationship was going to be like. Like, yeah. I, at first I thought Phil was, like, just going to, like, make fun of him. But he, like, protects him. Yeah. Like, the other guys are, like, kind of making fun of him. And he's like, you know, let him out there. And, and he, like, gives him pointers and all this stuff. And, like, he he uh, he genuinely seems like he's trying to build a relationship yeah. with him. I didn't get any impression uh, otherwise. Other than maybe the fact that, like, every now and then he would um, look over at Rose, like, with, with Peter, like, by him. And I could I could hear the... Um, the Godzilla laugh, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what, were, I like, what were you going to say? No, I, I totally know. The <laughs> <laughs> Giant lizard laughing in Tokyo, Hong Kong, wherever it was. Anyway, um, I wonder if it was, you know, maybe he felt Rose stole George from his him brother. Because he's so possessive. And so maybe he was like, well, I'm going to steal your son. Maybe so. I wonder if it was something yeah. like that. But even still, there is... Like these lines yeah, get blurred. Th- th- sorry. No. Think about on. think about how upset he gets when he hears them in the bedroom and they're like doing yeah. their thing. I didn't need to hear that. I didn't need to hear no, know, Jesse Plemons moans. <laughs> but you know, I just think it it's, is what it's, it is. It's interesting because even if that's his, even if that's his, his intention, right? To be like, watch this. I'm gonna steal your son from you. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, like you were saying, like it doesn't. It doesn't feel like he's like conniving. Right. It feels like he's maybe trying, or maybe I didn't realize. Maybe it's like, oh, maybe he thinks Peter found his stash of magazines, and maybe he's like, well, if I don't, if I keep being an asshole to this kid, he's gonna like tell people. Maybe. But I didn't. I mean, but, I but, didn't but but even still, it started to feel like he's like, okay, well, I like this kid. He started to take on like maybe he could be the Bronco Henry mm-hmm. for Pete. You know. Um Maybe there's something that it's just fascinating because every time I started thinking like, oh, maybe he sees himself in Pete mm-hmm. and he wants to like protect that and help him flourish, he'd say things like, "Don't let your mom make you a sissy." Sure, you know, and it's like, yeah, what is? You, are you trying to make him like you? Right. You no, know, I think he was. I think yeah. he was trying to be Bronco, Bronco Henry. Henry to this kid. Um. But there's moments that I think Stallion are are nice, you know. Like, I don't know. It's it's kind of frustrating to me, and I, I, I'll I'll have to watch it again. But, um, like when they're talking by the big pile of whatever it's called, um, and he's like hearing the story of you know I, how Pete found his father after his dad hung himself, mm-hmm. and he's like looking at him. I kind of had this vibe of like. Phil saying, "Well, I I misjudged this kid. Like maybe I well, yeah, definitely made a mistake." 
Um, that moment and then them going to the stable, it felt like the connection had been cemented. Yeah. And I will say that I personally didn't see what, what came next. I did not see that coming. Me neither. Like, I really... Um, but upon, like, reflection, when you look back, it absolutely makes sense. Yeah. Because even when they're building their relationship, I think while the, he's, like, learning how to ride horses and, and do that stuff, he that's when he goes upstairs and he's like, I'm going to protect you because his mom is, yeah. you know, like... Because there, there, there is a, a line that in the moment seems kind of fleeting and mm. you're like, what is he referring to? Where he's like, you don't have to do this. I'm going to make sure that you don't have to do this. Right. Yes. Um, that's that's what I was trying to When you look back, you're like, oh, I see what he's saying. Right. Um, but the moment, like I think when he shows him how to use his eyes, quote unquote, and he sees mm. the dog in the mountains is like a moment or that's where I felt like I was like, okay, I, I mean, Phil's in this. Like Phil is invested in this person. Yeah. Um, and then that's why when he says like, uh, "Hey, I've got when Pete's like I've got some rawhide that you can use to finish the rope," I thought, "Okay, now they're both there. They're both like, all right, I I care about you. I want right, you know, to make this work." And even Phil's like, well, "That's damn kind of you. You know, like that's I this from here from, from from here on out things are gonna be smooth. It's like we'll, we'll be good for you." I, I I I will say once he once I saw the hide on the fence like behind the stable, yeah. I knew I knew that it was anthrax hide. Yeah, you know. See, I I I had almost forgotten. Yeah. About that until the doctor says I think it was anthrax, and I was like, "Son of a bitch!" That's when it started to come together. Yeah. Um, was uh when I saw the hide because we know, uh, what what Peter's capable of. I mean, uh, Thomas and Mackenzie comes in the room to like feed a rabbit, but she's very barely in this. But she's she's great. barely barely in it. But, but she's yeah. great. She's great. She's wonderful and everything I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, I saw her and I was like, hey, that's yeah. uh, that's Lance Soho. Right. She's great. Um, but she comes in to feed the rabbit and the rabbit is like in pieces. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Like dissected. Which, you know, part of me was like, okay, well, he lives in 19, 1925 in Montana mm-hmm. and he wants to be a surgeon. He's going to have to practice and learn. I mean, we could take classes. Somehow. But, like, they didn't, probably didn't have... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we we dissected a frog. I remember that in Mm -hmm. high school. Um, So it definitely is fascinating. But then that he goes and finds this diseased dead cow. Cuts the hide off. Yeah, and cuts the hide. I wasn't sure in that moment if, like, if he was just trying to study anthrax or, like, what he was doing. That's the thing, yeah. Like, I thought he was just studying again. Hold on, I'm going to take a sip of water. Hydrate. Ah, that's some good water. Let's take a moment to think about the importance of hydration. Yes. Do we want to make our sponsor water? Water. <laughs> H2O. Are you feeling tired? Are you feeling worn out? Try some bona fide H2O. Do you have diarrhea? <laughs> Drink some water. Water. Brought to you. Drink it. <laughs> Drink it. Anyway, yeah, like I just, I thought it was really though, like really well done. I would, I mm-hmm. came like I finished this movie like maybe an hour ago, and you came over and I came downstairs and I said this movie to me. I was like, oh, 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 and then I and then I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> but also speaking of unsettling, I want to give a shout out to the score. Dude, the oh, score is incredible. Man. The score. Anytime I thought that they had just just had a nice moment, yeah, where they were showing like beautiful scenery 
there's this ominous music the score in the background just the whole time. Kept me on edge. And man. you knew that something was gonna happen. Something I thought it was wrong. gonna be uh, more violent, like yeah. more brutal yeah. than than what actually ended up happening. But Johnny Greenwood did a great job. Some like there's just this underlying message of like something's not right, mm-hmm. and it just nags at you. And a great, it was great, such a great score. Um, let me ask, let me ask you this. So. The relationship between Pete and Phil kind of comes to a head uh, in the barn. He's making the rope. Mm-hmm. We see him soaking his hands in the water with his hide that has anthrax and disease. Yeah. Uh, and then they have this conversation about Bronco Henry. Sure. Uh, and there's he essentially, at, you know, like, he's like, he saved my life. He, we're body against body in a, in a, in a bedroll, which is like a sleeping bag. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Pete is like, were you naked? To which Phil just sort of goes. <laughs> he just like smirks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's this like, it's almost beautiful. It's but it's also ominous where there's just like this this direct eye contact of like, this oh, what's he's holding? Did her you hand? hear her? No. <laughs> she's going. <laughs> I don't know. If she's dreaming or. Um, she's literally just like reached for your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this kind of like unspoken thing between Pete and Phil that I, I took as like I see you, mm-hmm. I know you, and I'm here with you. And they he lights up that cigarette, you know, and hands it to him, and it's a very intimate scene. Then it cuts to horses, mm-hmm. and it's the next day. So let me ask you this: What do you think happened? Do you think there was anything more? Do you oh, think no? I don't no? think so. No, I don't think that Peter would have. Got an anthrax juice on oh, Phil's hands and then that's let true. him touch him. That's true. So very true. In fact, Which actually, when, when, when he was giving him the cigarette, I was just I was, about to say. I was I was thinking about that. But wow, then, that's such a such a minor detail. Maybe it got in the the wound and then he washed his hands or something. I don't know because I was focused on the dialogue, not the actions. But I saw him soaking his hands and like working the leather and doing all that stuff. And. Um, but I don't think he washed his hands, and I'll tell you why. Sorry, I just cut you off. Okay. There's a scene where they're castrating a bull. Oh, and, and he's talking about he you don't says need like, "Why are you wearing gloves?" He's like, "I don't need to wear gloves." You don't need to, yeah. Wow. So, anyways, I I don't think that they would have um, done anything more. Right. Because, because Peter knew like what was gonna come of it, you know. Yeah, that's fascinating. Because even at the end, he's touching the rope with gloves on. Yes. You gotta be very careful. Did you notice that? Peter Peter could have like let him soak his hands in the in the water, and then immediately been like, "Ah ha ha! I got you. You're going yeah. to die tomorrow." Yes. But no, he was like very caring, almost like like a doctor putting down like a terminal patient or something. Well, think about and how he, he ca- wants to be a doctor. How right? he killed the rabbit. Right. He was comforting at first. And comforting, then just and then just like did his it. Neck. And I assume he did that to the other rabbit because he killed two rabbits, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. And so th- I just thought that was a, a nice little nuance that they added in there that. Oh, was, yeah, it was great. It's like he's he's killing things, but killing them softly. <laughs> That's interesting. It's very right. intimate. It's just such a, like, it's such a, like I said, it's such an intentional thing. Mm-hmm. It's so on purpose. Everything so, about yeah. this movie is on purpose. So I got the, I- in the impression that it was more so he was trying to be kind to the creature that he was killing more so than he was, like, having a, that kind of an intimate moment with, yeah. with uh, Phil. Interesting. Do you, do you think f- Pete is gay? I don't know. Yeah. 
He's different. It's like implied because he says stuff like, oh, here comes Miss Nancy, you know. But does Pete ever do anything explicitly to show that side of him? I don't think he does. The only thing that connects him, Bronco Henry, and uh, Phil is that he can he sees the mountains in a different he way. Sees the but that could just be showing that he's different. You know, yeah. they're different. He's different, you know. Yeah. Um, that's such a fascinating thing. Um, and it's a really sad movie. It's a really, like, tough... I don't know. This is not a feel-good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, nor is it supposed to be. But I don't know. I really, really... I just thought it was... And then there's that sly smile at the end, you know, when he sees George and right. Rose kiss. I want to look something up real fast if you give me just two seconds. Um, because he reads um, a, a piece of scripture. Yeah, it's, it's Psalm twenty-two twenty. Deliver my soul from the sword, my darling from the power of the dog. I'm trying to. So I'm just I'm just seeing what biblically. Well, there, I mean, how many different interpretations? Are no, there? I know. I just think it's fascinating. Um, it's understood that the dog from the text is uh, okay. So. Uh, this says that typically Benedict Cumberbatch's character Phil is considered the the dog of the book. Well, sure, yeah. Um, but and it my darling would be his mother, right? Yes, yeah. Oh, this is so good. <laughs> I think it's, I just love that stuff. I just, <laughs> just love that stuff. It's so fascinating to me. Yeah. Um, See, to me, that kind of stuff, it's like, oh, it has meaning, but it's not like super profound, you know. I just so. like, man, I just, I just feel like this. I miss movies like this. This, no, this, is this, great. Th- this is why I like doing the, the Oscar series. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think... Uh, and I guess Deliver My Soul from the Sword. Like, Would you think that uh, Phil is also the sword to to Peter? Because he still holds power over him. Yeah. Because like, technically, if, if Peter like refused to like go along with all the horse riding... It would have probably gotten worse for him. Right. It, it, yeah, exactly. So he's delivering himself... From the sword and his mother from the power of the dog. I just love how like films like this, they're not black and white whatsoever, and I love that mm-hmm. because when you think about it, Phil is the worst, right? He really just sucks. He sucks. He's possessive. He's yeah. mean. He's cruel. He's obsessive. We, All these we establish that he is a butthole. He's a butthole. But also, like when you kind of see him, like he's in a lot of pain. Like, he's also well, sure. hurting. And it's just, if he's the villain of these of, of this movie, I like villains that, you know, that, that are sympathetic, that you can understand. It makes it harder to watch sure. in a good way. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really, really loved it. I don't know what else we uh, there is to add. That's kind of how the film ends, wraps up. Um, even that, this is just a, a little random note. Even that... Phil's brother, I mean, at Phil's funeral, George doesn't seem like he gives a shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. No, I, I know what you're saying. Sorry, I was looking at... You're good. Uh, this feels like... It, it feels like it was filmed out in, like, Utah or something, right? Wasn't it, like, New Zealand? It was New Zealand. It's beautiful, they, they man. This. And yeah, it is beautiful. On a, from a filmmaking standpoint, this film is pretty much a masterclass. 
It reminds me a lot of. I hate the word masterclass. Why? Because <laughs> of the program masterclass. Well, just like everyone's like, oh, check out my masterclass on on eating boiled eggs. <laughs> this is the best way for only four hundred dollars. You ever had a master? You can you unlock. You ever taken a masterclass? No, I have not. Not me neither. Um, but it is though. Like this reminds me a lot of Nomadland in the sense of like it's such a. I like this. At least twice as much as I liked Nomad Land. Really? You know that Nomad Land wasn't my my favorite of the films that we yeah. did last year. I just mean like from like a filmmaking standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, I mean that's all I've got. I think I really, really, um, really, really loved this one. I I thought it was fantastic. Uh, loved the story. I loved the twists, and I loved the intentionality behind it. Um, Absolutely. You got anything else that you want to add to throw in there? No. No. All right, well, then I have to ask you a very serious question, Zach. I'm waiting for you to respond. Okay, what's your All question? Right. Okay, thank you. <laughs> that is, is the power of the okay, dog... Okay, what is your question? Oh, oh sorry. Oh, my God. Is the power of the dog good? No. What? It's excellent. Wow, you tricked me. <laughs> I got you. You got me. Oh, I got you. You got me. Um, um, no, it's. I think it's wonderful. I... It's a slow burn, yep. Like I was saying earlier, and and you know one of the one of the things that can um, like check the boxes for me is like more happening <laughs> than happens in this movie. But like you said, everything is so intentional, and the more you think about it, the more all of these characters seem to really make sense, like within their own yep. logic. You know, um, I think that Jane Campion did a wonderful job. Mm-hmm. I think everyone that she brought on to do this film, like fit perfectly with her vision like i feel like her goal in in making this film was like fulfilled like this oh yeah it 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 just feels like a complete thing yeah i would agree um i would say that it's 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 excellent um it's currently sitting at um uh a 94 percent certified fresh Mm mm-hmm um, I really, really loved this. I thought it was fantastic. Um, this one might have might be my top one so far in this Oscars contenders. Okay. Um, which we can kind of discuss that towards the end of the series, like 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 we did last year. I or think I like Licorice Pizza more yep. because it's a little bit more wild. You yeah. Know, yeah. All the stuff we were talking about, you know, two weeks ago about you know, uh, like it it reminded us of our yeah childhood. <sighs> it was more emotional, even though. It's a completely different like yeah. era, you oh, know what I mean, true. and and so like I don't know that kind of stuff like yeah, gets that's true. To me. It does. So um, here's an interesting tidbit as we segue into our next uh, segment. Mm-hmm. So the audience, the verified audience rating is eighty three percent. Right. I didn't know this, but if you look at um, apparently Rotten Tomatoes, you can do options. So the all audience score is sixty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but the verified audience score is eighty three percent. And the all critic okay. score is ninety four, but the top critic score is ninety nine. How do you see these differences? I clicked on the percentage. Yeah. Like brought thing. Anyway, didn't know that. Okay. But let's go into our next segment, shall we? Yes. Uh, that is every movie. How do you become a, a a verified audience? I have no you idea. You just like create an account versus like doing it. Interesting. I have no idea. Um, but this is uh. I love this segment. Is every movie sucks because someone hates the movie you love. Yes, isn't that true, Zach? It is true. 
I've got one ready if you uh, if you don't mind me kicking I a, things. I have off. a friend at work that we were talking about this film. And I was like, "What do you think of the Power of the Dog?" And she was like, "I hated it." Really? And I thought it was. I mean, might not be my favorite, right? Because of the pace pacing, but I didn't hate it. You know, mm. so Exhibit A. John S gives it a half star and says, okay. two hours and six minutes that we will never get back." My yeah. wife and I thought it was a terrible movie. Yeah. The ending surely was not going to solve all the problems these folks had. Well, I don't oh. think that was the point. That wasn't the point. To solve the their movie? problems. <laughs> uh, Chris B. says, sorry, not my kind of show. I can't say the actors had a bad performance. My problem was the story. It never had me snagged wanting to watch more and find out what happens. Critical acclaim? Well, good for the movie. But this was not as good as critics or the audience are making it out to be. And this is not the best film of 2021. I was actually just reading of somebody. Like, I was reading a... a, a like a conversation of people who like were reviewing it and mm-hmm. one of them was like, oh, this is a masterpiece. One guy said, I had an absolutely miserable time watching this movie. He said, I didn't like any second of it. I was like, geez. Wow. Anyway, uh, this one has no name. Half Star says, good acting and nice vistas alone does mm-hmm. not make a good movie. This was joyless and boring. Yeah, well, James W., this is a half star review. Mm-hmm. says, two hours of my life, I'll never get back. Did you already read that one? No. Oh, okay. This is very similar. It's just <laughs> extremely similar. Such a disappointing film. So poorly executed. Another film, overhyped, overpraised, but lacking substance and delivery. Lazy, lazy film. There's what? nothing lazy about this film. What? I can understand not liking it for the, the pacing. Um, I don't think it's lacking substance. I think you aren't able to see the substance. Mm. You're looking at mountains when you should be looking at the shadows. Yes, you know, kind wow. Of thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He was holding his mic, that was and he wanted yeah, to clap for me. That was brilliant. So he had to, to put it down. Struggle to put the mic. That down. was great. That was well put. Um, Barry N says, "Incredibly slow and pointless." Uh, Daryl F. One star says, "This movie is visually stunning, and I'll credit that, but nothing happens." If people think this movie is a slow burn, then it takes a really, really long time to get there. That's what a slow burn is. Shave thirty minutes from the film, and it would be more bearable. Okay, well, let me find one more. Okay. One. <laughs> okay. About one, Brox M, one star, says, slow moving overall, spend your time watching Snatch, lol. What is Snatch? No idea. I'm not sure I want to know. Okay. Uh, you got any more? Or Snatch is like something horrible. Yeah, I'll just Google it and see what comes up. Let's see if I can find one more. Snatch movie. Worst movie no, ever. Connor. Snatch is a 2000 British-American crime comedy film written by Guy Ritchie. It's got Benicio Del Toro, Brad Pitt, Jason Statham, others. So, okay. <laughs> he just, just threw out a movie a that different he likes. Movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, one more. Britt R. says, one star, one of the most boring movies I've ever watched. Synopsis made it seem a bit dark, but instead a cowboy is just slightly rude and everyone is sensitive as fuck about it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that's not the point. Oh, man. Here's a okay. long one. I'm not sure right. if I want to read it. It's all right. Go for it's it. It's long. Let's do um, it. Last one. Wrap it up. Prepare to be underwhelmed. Oh, no. Lewis and Clark cross the country faster than this plot moves. <laughs> the Tacoma Narrows Bridge managed to hold more tension than Cumberbatch and Dunst. If they want the Oscar, it should have been shot in black and white and included a scene where they eat pudding. <laughs> There are more B-roll shots of grass and wind and nondescript mountains than a Van Lifer's YouTube channel. <laughs> Arse gravy of the highest order. 
Wow. Is that it? Exquisite. <laughs> Exquisite. Nigel. Uh, Nigel. Okay. We'll quick, got anything else to add for Power of the Dog before we wrap it up? No, I think it's time to move on to Shindigs. Shindigs? You want to give us a theme song? I like doing that. Oh, no. I don't like doing this. <laughs> yeah. It's time for Shindigs. Yeah. Hunter Shindig. That's the news. Zach Shindig. Yeah. That's mistakes. Whiskey Shots comes after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. All right. It's good. All right, right on. So uh, I have a, de- a decent little bit, actually. Okay. Shall we dive in? Mm, head first. We don't just dive into movies. We dive into news. We dive into everything. I'll dive everything. into a, a bucket of cookie dough if you put it in front of me. I'll, Let's, you know, whatever. That perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Let's just go swimming in, in in that dough, man. All right, cool. Ready? Yeah. Uh, so in no particular order, as usual. Uh, apparently, uh, mar- this is Marvel Marvel news. Mm, of apparently, course. Um, yeah, I know. There's... Uh, at some point, it just becomes fun. Of Whiskey, course. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. She's getting ready to pop the door. Anyway, um, apparently Marvel's pitching two different cuts of Doctor Strange 2. Uh, one is PG-13. What? Whiskey? Whiskey? Uh, one is PG-13, and one is longer, and apparently is rated R. Mm. Which will be fascinating, because Marvel, you know, that's interesting. So we're getting PG-13 Batman and rated R Doctor Strange? I don't think I see it, <laughs> like, see the R cut being, uh, being like, the one that's released. I just, I, knowing Marvel, I just don't see that happening. You think it would, it's something that they would release it, like, DVD only or something, you know? Like, maybe. they do director's yeah, cuts and stuff like that? Possibly, yeah. I mean, that'd be cool. Because it was, like, billed as, like, the first Marvel horror movie. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, but from the trailer that we saw, like, at the end of, what movie was it? Spider-Man. Right. It didn't look like a horror movie to me. I mean, it looked interesting, but, you know. How do you think the um, Marvel fan base will react to a horror movie? Well, so can I give my, like, this is a bit of a jaded opinion, but, like, Be jaded. my thoughts. Be jaded. Is that they have, it's Sam Raimi is producing it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. directing it, so, like, they, they'll... They'll love whatever it is because they okay, have the OG fair. Spider-Man director, who, mind you, is based in horror. Like he uses his horror stuff, uh, because he's the one making it. I don't think that they'll like. I think, and because it's going to be, there are so many rumors about like who's going to be in it and like the cameos that are going to be happening. So you think he's got to? You think he's got a blank pass? Yeah, I I genuinely do. I do because I think if you have Sam Raimi, who is great, and you have if all of these like cameos actually happen. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's going to care what the story is. That's interesting because, I mean, DC movies are always put under scrutiny from, from the outset. Like, when, it, when a project is born, it's placed under scrutiny. But with the Marvel stuff, it does seem like uh, it's, it's good until proven not good. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And, and, like, with DC, it has, it has to be incredible to be proven good. Mm-hmm. And, look, I love Marvel movies. Like, I'm not, like, I, I don't, I think that's interesting. I think it's true. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I've... Me and you felt the same way about Spider-Man: uh, No Way Home. Like, it was it was good, and it was really cool to see Toby and Andrew. But like the first half of the film, in my opinion, I think yours it was I rough. Didn't really care for yeah. it. It was really slow and it was kind of clunky. And like, 
So it does feel like, you know, if, if Doctor Strange 2 has even more cameos, mm-hmm. and, like, there's rumors that, like, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, who are big fan casts for, like, the Fantastic Four, like, apparently they're in it, and, like, if those things happen, no one's going to care what the story is. Yeah. And I think I think that's unfortunate. So do you think the, these cameos that have been happening in, in um, I don't know, we're we, we in phase five now? What phase are we in? No, nah, it's, it's still phase four. Phase four? Okay. Um, like uh, the Daredevil cameo, right? Um, do you think Daredevil is going to be like in the movies going forward? Or do you think it was just like, a, oh, this is connected now? No, I think they're going to be in the movies. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, because like, Spider-Man and Daredevil have well, they they forgot who he was. That's the thing. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. there's. I, I know Spider-Man and Daredevil have a like a, a bond in the comic books, like they're friends. But also Spider-Man and, and like Deadpool. Sure. And if nothing else, because like Kingpin was in Daredevil and he was in Hawkeye, so like they're definitely setting up for at least the shows. You know, like at least the much shows. So I don't know. I just think it's. I was talking to a friend of mine at work, and like. It's cool, but it's just it's too much, you know. It's, yeah. And when when these like novelty ideas, which are fun and they're exciting, like having these rumors that we're gonna have a Fox X Men character show up, all this stuff, like that's cool, but it's like that can't be what the movie is. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it has to still be a good movie. I don't know. I've decided that this year I'm just gonna vibe with the superhero stuff. I'm not gonna like be just vibe with it. I'm, I'm not gonna be like hypercritical. I'm just I'm vibing, vibing that's with what's, it. That's the point that I've come to where I'm like, sure, man, like whatever. Let's just, all right, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I hear you. All right, let's move on. Uh, cool. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, whom I think we both love as an actress, yeah. uh, has joined the Ahsoka TV show. Do you know what that is? I've, I've, it's a, is it a Star Wars thing? Yeah, it's yeah, a Star, Star Wars, Wars thing. thing. And she's, she was, we just saw her in, not just saw her, but uh, uh, Birds of Prey was the most recent yes. thing that she's in Clover, uh, uh, not Cloverfield, but the. T- uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, she she's been she's in more stuff, but right. yeah, she, she's, she's wonderful. She's great. But it's like um, a Ashoka's like a a character from, and they're like an animated series that Ashoka was like yeah. really big in, and people like really, really love that character. And so yeah, okay. uh, Clone Wars, and then okay, um, yeah, she made her like live action debut in Mandalorian, which was was quite good. Yeah, see, I. <laughs> I sort of know what's going on. I have I have yeah. like the bare minimum details. I'm like, oh, yeah. I know that, you know. Uh, but she just joined that cast. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, Chris Evans and The Rock are making a Netflix original holiday movie, Christmas movie. Okay. Some sort of like action comedy, I think. I don't know. So it's going to be like uh, and Black Adam. <laughs> Jingle all the way, uh, but like I don't know in 2022. Yeah. So they're doing that. Um, Steve Carell has joined, and this is interesting, uh, John Krasinski's next feature is a f- film called If. Mm. Um, and, you know, he's w- we all love Jim from The Office, but Quiet Place 1 and 2 are great. Mm-hmm. So as a director, he's proven himself, and so to have Steve Carell join that, uh, that ca- I don't know if it's a comedy, I don't know if it's whatever. But okay, so, I, so we don't know, we just that. know that it's a project that they're both going to be a part of. Yeah, I'm sh- I mean, I probably could have done a little more research, <laughs> but I don't know what it is, but, you know, I just, I kind of like, I've, I'm starting to like not knowing as much, because, mm-hmm. you know, just it seems interesting, but yeah, he joined that. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, here's one that I'm actually really excited about. I'm sure that you will be, even though the movie wasn't amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mortal Kombat 2 has been officially announced. I heard. And greenlit. So we're, ex- I'm, I'm, hi- dude, p- yes, please. Bring it on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's just go. Whatever. Let's, it's Mortal Kombat. Let's <laughs> like, keep it rolling, right? 
Yeah. Um, Jason Mimosa yep. has uh, joined the cast of Fast and the Furious 10. <laughs> is this, so is this the cap, the nightcap? This is, did they say they were going to make 10 and that was it? Or This is supposedly the last one. Okay. Uh, and have have you heard the whole like stuff about Vin Diesel and The Rock? I know they're feud? they're beefing. So like The Rock has said like he will not be in any more Fast and the Furious, and like Vin Diesel like publicly came out and was like, "Please, little brother Dwayne," <laughs> just is super condescending. And like The Rock was like, "I'm not doing this." Little so brother, J- yeah. So they added Jason M- Momoa. Okay, cool man. I literally have only seen like four of those movies, and we should do that whole series as as a, as a thing once, mm-hmm. just because I I'd love to see them. I haven't seen I've seen less than half of them now. I think I've seen Tokyo Drift, and that is it. Yeah, I saw the first two, then I saw Tokyo Drift, and I think so. I've I've actually only seen three of them, then I haven't seen four of them. Um. Anyway, uh, what else we got? Have you heard of uh the girl from Plainville? No. Do you know, this is going to get kind of morbid for a second, so bear with me. The story of, there was a girl who, like, p- was put on trial, I think found guilty, I think of murder, where, like, her boyfriend was, like, really, like, depressed, and he was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill myself, and she said, okay, go do it, and then he did it. Have you heard of that story? I've heard all? that, yeah. So there's a documentary of it, and they're making a movie out of it, and we got our first look at, at Elle Fanning, Dakota Fanning's sister. Mm-hmm. Who was great? She's you know she was in um, uh, Super Eight. Uh, it's not a film that I can't remember the name of, um, but she is playing Michelle Carter as the girl, the main girl, in a film called The Girl from Plainville, and she okay. looks like uncanny. Huh. So that looks very interesting to me. Uh, what else we got? Uh, have you seen this Arnold Schwarzenegger as Zeus? Oh, Elle Fanning was it? Sorry, Elle Fanning was in uh, Maleficent. Oh yes, yes, exactly. She was. Um, have you seen the Arnold Schwarzenegger Zeus thing? No, I haven't. Arnold Schwarzenegger teased some poster of him that literally looks like a combination of like Thor and like I, I guess Zeus and like okay, he's got this and Santa. He has like long white <laughs> hair and like <laughs> and like a long white beard and he's just like super jacked in like a gold suit and it just says. Arnold Schwarzenegger is Zeus, and it says coming in February. And no one well, knows if it's a movie, it's, if it's a game, if it's a TV show. Okay. If it's like a Super Bowl commercial, no one knows what it is. I mean, that's not – so I'm looking at the picture. That's not necessarily like a crossover between three characters. That's what Zeus looks like, like in, in all the like famous paintings and stuff. Okay, fair. Is like <laughs> lightning Santa with armor. Yeah, there you go. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so that's fascinating. A uh, couple more things. Uh, live action Masters of the Universe. So He Man is. Oh uh, yeah, I've heard about this. This is a net is Netflix project. I'm not. Yeah, it was. It was being made by Sony, and it just got moved over to Netflix. I'm not uh, getting my hopes up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't really. Uh, last couple of things is, of course, uh, DC films. Um, I heard uh, about a, a, an advanced screening. <laughs> yes, we were talking about this. This is hilarious to me. So uh, the scoopers. You know, mm-hmm. the almighty scoopers were saying... Oh, Who are never wrong. <laughs> never wrong. <laughs> Warner Brothers has sent out a request for, you know, a, a test screening of... The, it was billed as like a comedy tentpole superhero film. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, this is The Flash. We're going to get a first reaction to The Flash. It's going to be crazy, yada, yada, yada. Everyone, and it was like trending on Twitter. People were freaking out. Yeah. They were like, oh, God, here we go. Like, it's going to be... Cause there were, the there were countdowns, rumors. like, you know, oh, yeah. tomorrow, like 12 hours yeah. until the Flash screening, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, because all, all, all the crazy rumors of the Flash. Mm-hmm. And 
literally like it came out. I guess after the time when it was supposed to already be done, they're like, actually, it was Shazam too. <laughs> and then like conspiracy theories went out just out the ass. They're like, oh, Warner Brothers knew, and they switched it last minute because they were scared of how bad the Flash mm-hmm. is because they know it's so bad. And then someone was like, how about actually the Scoopers just got it wrong? Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 Warner Brothers is, they know it sucks, so, you know, no. It is (laughs) interesting that they did a test screening of a film that's not supposed to come out until summer next year. Yeah. Well, I think this is actually already, this is like the second, I think it's already been tested once. And I apparently read briefly, apparently, that that, that it had a really good reception. Um, So if a movie's ready... Why? Why would they wait like a full year? I don't know. I mean, year and some change. Tests, I think they can do test screenings without finished VFX. You know, okay, they that makes just sense. Just do like a that kind of stuff. Um, so like they they show it and then they they go out there with a the microphone. And they're like, we know it looks like crap, but what do you think of the story? Yeah, well, that was like. Do you remember like with with Endgame? They like released like mm. deleted scenes, but it was mm-hmm. like unfinished Hulk scenes, and it just looked absolutely. It looked like it was made in like a 1985 Macintosh yeah. computer. Like it looked absolutely terrible. Um, but also like the Batman, they did test screenings and test screenings, and then they like had two final cuts and they tested both of those cuts. Okay. And so like they could be like, here's the newest cut, and we'll see how it does. You know, they could show a cut, get feedback, have a new cut. But I just think it's hilarious how it's like it can just with DC Warner Brothers man like as a DC fan too. It's like it can just never be like oh that oh cool it was Shazam neat. It was like. Nope, this is all part of some diabolical plan from Warner Brothers who they just want to, they know it's terrible. And look, I don't, I think they've screwed up the DC stuff, but like, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Yeah. Um, anyway, last thing, I think this is actually interesting. Uh, it's DC, but it's like the Batman, so I think that's actually good. Matt Reeves, which this again caused some big old hoopla with the fans. Uh, Matt Reeves was asked about like, why didn't you want to do a film in the DC universe? And he was like, you know, he was given a script, which was that this this would have been Ben Affleck's script, right? Mm-hmm. He was like he was like he was given a very DC connected, like deeply connected to the DC universe script, but of the Batman that was very action driven. He said it was very James Bondian, and like a lot of different DC characters showing up. And Matt Reeves even said he he told Warner Brothers he said this is a very good take, a very valid take. It's just not interesting to me. He was like, if I'm going to make this film, I want to make it a certain way that I can relate to. And they're like, okay. But then everyone got mad again because they're like, oh, we'll see how good the script was that Ben Affleck had. <laughs> and it's like, uh, yes, but like, Ben Affleck does not want to be Batman anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, let that go. <laughs> He's done. That actually isn't Warner Brothers. That is Ben Affleck saying, I'm done. But. Anyway, I just think it's fascinating, and I and I I totally get that. Like he wanted to, if someone says, like that's something that I think happened to to, uh, um, Eternals. Mm-hmm. They got a great director and said, "We know what you want to make, but like it has to be at least like this." Instead of saying, "Make the movie that you want to make," you know. Right. So anyway, anyway, that that's that that's all I got. Okay. Cool. Zach, you have any shindigs? We're all newsed up. Uh, I do have one small thing. Is it the one that I told you? Yes, I was made aware. (laughs) I I confessed. I confessed. I was made aware of an error. We posted a graphic of our upcoming episode for Licorice Pizza. Yeah. Right? And. uh, Well, it was the. No, it was even worse. It was like the day of. Okay. 
it wasn't like it wasn't even like an upcoming. It was like it's out. <laughs> hey, check out our new episode. Which is it's worse. out today. Um, and somebody who made the graphic, who did a really good job on the graphic, did a really wonderful job mm-hmm. on the graphic, um, put the wrong episode number on it. So by like four, <laughs> <laughs> I was like five off. Do you, what? What do you think happened? <laughs> you think you uh, just like like threw a number on there and went, or I I don't know. I think I like probably like from I don't I actually have no idea because I made a new graphic in mm-hmm. the past. I'd like use a template. Right. Like would, you just but like, I made a. N- I do that at work where I'll make a template for something and then I have to like change every little thing and like sometimes yeah. I'll miss something, right? Yeah, but I made a new graphic. I just said it was episode 51. I mean, I, in reality, it was like 56, I think. Mm-hmm. Or something like, or like I think five. It was 55. And like I remember like seeing it like two weeks later and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> this is not right. But I apologize. I have uh, confessed and paid my price. <laughs> it's okay. Um, Is that. Is that it? That's, it. That's all we got for the uh, Zach Shindig. So now it's time for whiskey shots. She's whiskey clawing shots. at the door. Hold on, get your shot ready. Do you have your shot? Oh yes, I do. I do. Um, uh, she's been clawing at the door. But honestly, so this where I, where where we record in mm-hmm. this extra you know guest room, this bed is sort of just covered in like you know just some extra sheets and just stuff. She's been in this spot for like a week and a half straight. <laughs> she's just found a little nook. And she's just living her best life. Mm-hmm. Although I have to take her to the vet. She's got like a lump on her side that I got to get checked out. Oh, no. I think it's fine. She's she's just as needy as ever. But I'll keep the listeners posted on that. Good. Story, you know, Good. So anyway. we're going to have whiskey updates every week yes. on her health. So cheers. And cheers. Cheers. Salud. <sighs> okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, anything else? Oh, I have one shout out. Okay. Um. A good friend of ours and a good friend of the, of the podcast, Megan, has requested that we do Toy Story. Oh, okay. I'd be down to do Toy Story. Um, there's four films. I don't know if I'll do all of them, but I would like to definitely do the first one at least. Or to the first two I do are, are, are fantastic. Okay. I don't think I've seen three and four, to be honest with you. I have not seen three and four. I've seen one and yeah. two. So, yeah. but We'll discuss. Um, yeah, those are great movies. I remember there's a story uh, when I was young. Uh, I had like a little Woody doll and um, we went to Tennessee to see my grandparents. It's like an eight hour car ride. And we got there, we, we like showed up and my, uh, my grandpa was like, well, what'd you do the whole time? Like the whole ride there. And <laughs> I, I, know s- it's coming. I, I said, know it's uh, well, I just sat in the back seat and played with my Woody. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and uh, I'll never forget <laughs> his reaction. <laughs> What what did he do? He just he 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 laughed. I thought he was going to die. He laughed. <laughs> well, well put, Zach. Well put. So. Uh. Well, cool. Toy Anything Story. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, no. If, as always, you can follow us. Uh, reach out to us on Twitter at b i i g podcast. That is b i i g podcast. You can you send can us. Find us. Oh, yep. Yeah, go ahead. You know you. Okay, we can find us. Uh, you can send us an email. Say hello. Uh, what you want to hear? All that stuff at biigpodcast at gmail That is biigpodcast at gmail Or you can find me on Instagram at bud is a good podcast. That is bud is a good podcast. Zach, what are we doing next week? I honestly don't even know. Belfast. Belfast. And we will have our. Um, 
our content schedule, our, our release schedule for the month yep. up on Wednesday, February 2nd. There you go. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. So look uh, out for that. Yep. I don't, I go watch football, I guess. Yeah. Big games today. Uh, that's all I got. The, the, um, Cincinnati Bengals are up 72 to nothing right now, which is just crazy. Amazing. No, I, I I haven't checked the score. That's a lie. (laughs) I know. All right, cool. Uh, well, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, you good? Yep. All right. Bye. See ya. Is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah.